<laughs> oh man well let's go ahead and dive on in welcome one and all to another episode of a dose of black joy and caffeine now um as many of you may or may not know but this season we have partnered with ad color so we've been bringing on a lot of people that have either attended the ad color awards or are long-term friends of ad color um but i think you know um of course, I had to had to meet with the, the the queen that is Tiffany R. Warren, and as we go through, you know, the episodes and the list, I think you have to have Ayana Jackson on this season. Um, as we think about, I think Ayana Jackson and not only her impact within advertising and marketing and PR, as well as on the publication side, she is someone that is not only um, an amazing uh, business professional when it comes to being a strategic thinker, but she's also a mentor to so many individuals. So that is who we have on today's show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm honored to be here. I wish I would have changed outfits because I have all the swag from ad color i buy all the merch i got the earrings the jackets i got everything so i, I i'm slipping no for having me absolutely absolutely i know i know well you know we we've we've seen you certainly rocking it but i think the other thing that we've seen you rocking is just i mean your career so for those of you that are listening Ayana is the SVP of Global Inclusion Strategy for FCB, leading the next chapter of Global Network's inclusion mission. As a member of the global team, Ayana is tasked with working across global offices as well as departments to expand FCB's diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging initiatives. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But long before she joined FCB, she worked for the AAF, which is the American Advertising Federation, and she served there for seven years as the EVP of DEI, as well as advertising education. So, for a lot of my listeners that are listening, that even want to know tips and tricks on breaking into the industry, I'm sure she's got them. And prior to that, she had an amazing run at the New York Times. So, I mean, when we talk about the things that our guest today has seen and some of the things that maybe she wants to unsee, she has surely seen it all within this industry. She is also an active member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, as well as a cooking enthusiast. And also she is really into her fitness game. But with that being said, I'm so excited to have you here. You know, I was trying to think, and normally I'm normally I am good with this, but I was trying to think, where did we meet? I remember I first saw you at the Advertising Hall of Fame, and I believe it was in 2016, either 2016 or 2017. And you were with the the ad color team, I think. And so I'm gonna assume that's 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 what we, that's what we're gonna say. That's what okay. we're gonna say. <laughs> we're gonna go we can go that but you know definitely many many um you know uh dance floors uh to date you know we we owe ourselves you know having a good time so i mentioned that this season is in partnership with ad color and just saying that what was your first introduction to ad color 
Oh my gosh. So in 2016, when I joined the AAF, um, I attended my first ad color, uh, Constance Cannon Frazier, who is, uh, you know, kind of like family to me now. She is uh, on the board of Ad Color and she was the COO of the AAF. And so myself, Connie, and my ad, uh, Mosaic team attended Ad Color in Boca. And I had never seen any event like this that was tailored to people of color and enhancing our positions in the industry. I'd never seen anything like it. And so I was just honored to be a part and be in that space. And I actually ran into two of my New York Times colleagues or former colleagues at that conference. And so right. I've been going, I've been attending every year after that. I love that. Yes, you have. And also, too, I think just being, uh, you know, just a great supporter, I think, at, for the industry at large. You know, we talk about the New York Times and we talk about the American Advertising Federation and now FCB. Um, and that doesn't even mention, I'm sure, the organizations or companies you worked for prior to the New York Times. What would you say is the through line to the Ayana Jackson secret sauce? that now taking a step back from your career, you're like, okay, this is what I have brought to all these organizations to really transform it in a positive light. Because I think for so many people, you see those organizations and they're all vastly very different, but mm -hmm. there has to be some type of commonality through, I think what you're bringing that allows you to be able just to make that transition to them so uh, seamless. I mean, I'm sure you probably still, you know, figure it out, but what is that? Being of service, that's it, being of service. There Whether it was, um, you know, being an account manager, because I worked on the business side when I was at the New York Times and the Washington Post, I worked on the business side of, uh, of advertising. And so, you know, I had my clients and building relationships with them, respecting their business and being of service to them. That's how I started. And then making the transition from, you know, those media companies to the AAF, where I was managing the DNI programs and the advertising education programs, uh, it really afforded me the opportunity to my my personal mantra is to be of service. And so that really afforded me the opportunity to do that, especially for students who would not otherwise have an opportunity to, you know, uh, break through barriers and gain access to, you know, certain programs, um, certain companies, and again, just have those opportunities. So I would definitely say being of service and maintaining relationships. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take that. I think that that's a good thing because, you know, sometimes it could be a little intimidating when you want to make that switch, but I think it's admirable the way that you have done that for sure. And what's also admirable is the impact that you've been able to make at all these companies, especially as an executive. Now, just kind of taking a step back, so often when it comes to marketers and storytelling and storytellers and people that work in tech, uh, there's a lot of community building that we have to do. But what uh, advice would you give to someone that's a community builder or a marketer when it comes to truly making an impact through their work from um, a DEI um, and belonging lens? Mm -hmm. You have to, it has to be something that you're committed to 
and it mm-hmm. has to be something that you genuinely believe in. It really, it really does. Um, and like I said, for me, uh, being of service is is my personal brand. So it's very easy for me to do that. And and you you spoke about uh, you know my work at the AAF and really working, seeing the impact that my work had on students. I'm affecting their lives in a positive way. It's it's, you know, it, it, I might get misty, just be prepared because I love my, I I love them. They're my babies, but to see them and to have really meaningful conversations, conversations that, you know, sometimes they, they want to give up because it's not easy. This is not easy, but if you're committed to doing the work, um, and, and have that passion and, and are on the side of what's right, then that's 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 where you can make an impact. Yeah, it, it's got it. it starts with you. It starts with the individual and what's important to them. Yeah, and also too what you have uh, a true passion for as well. Um, so I have to ask you this question. We love to ask every guest two questions on this podcast. Okay. So you've reached the point where we have the first one, but we ask this question because we use this section for it to be a reminder for people to take their out of office days. What was the last great vacation you went on? Um, Gosh, I traveled a lot last year, so I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, okay, so I can't, I can't count can because that was work, that but, work, but I will say it was made very special because my family was in Nice and they got to come and hang with me in camp for a couple of days and they got to see what I do and they see that I do more than plan parties and get dressed up for things. No. <laughs> so they finally have some insight into what I do. But before that, I was in Ghana last, well, from Dece- the end of December of 2022 to the beginning of January in 2023 where I first had Joloff, which as I believe Candace Queen said was just, it's like the African version of jambalaya. (laughs) And I really wanted to throw some, I wanted to throw some shrimp and um, andouille sausage in it and boom, jambalaya, there you have it. So um, I, I would say Ghana. Okay, good. I will take that. And yes, you cannot, I mean, the motherland, we love Ghana, absolutely beautiful several times, you know, think making that making that journey there. But if you all are listening, definitely make sure that you make that trip. uh, And also book that trip, take those out of office days. It's important. So we like to remind people of that at a dose of black joy and caffeine. Mm -hmm. So I want you to kind of take a walk back down memory lane. What do you remember about day one working at the New York Times? Oh my gosh. Um, Day one, it was, I moved to New York from DC two weeks prior to starting. So um, that was an adjustment. Fortunately, the job itself, um, I, I transitioned from the Washington Post to the New York Times. I was doing the same job. So it wasn't too, um, it wasn't too nerve wracking because I, I knew the job. Um, then 
I will say that meeting the people and establishing the relationships there, that that has been a joy. I still have relationships with my former bosses, um, some of my clients, uh, my colleagues, and it was, I, I'm originally from Louisiana, and so it was a real joy for me to experience the diversity of people um, at the New York Times that were account managers like me. We hung out. Um, it was it was a good time. We had a good time. I love that. I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, I think I think it's those early beginnings in, in our early stages of our career that really do set up the foundation for what we want to do. Now, just a little bit of your background. Do you come from a family of communicate like individuals in communication and marketing or what would you say uh, it's kind of the makeup of like the industry of, of you know, what's rooted, you know, when it comes to your family and uh, they're making, a, you know, working? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm the only one. That's why nobody really understands what I do. Um, <laughs> no, they're, you know, the more traditional uh, 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 professions, um, some educators, uh, some lawyers, some blue collar. Uh, so it varies, but no advertising and communications. I started out wanting to be a journalist. I thought I was going to work at Ebony Magazine. And then um, I thought I was going to be the next Oprah. And then, and this is all within like the first two years of college. And then I was like, wait, I really like the production side. So I like being behind the scenes. And um, while I didn't do that professionally, I volunteered at my church's uh, AV ministry. So I'm mean on the camera. I'm a good camera person. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Man. Exactly. So if you ever need, I can hit me up. I'm zooming in, zooming out. I can do it all. I man, got you. Right. <laughs> I will. I will. Look, look. I got. I got to make sure we got the budget for it, Ayana. So look, once we once we get things together, then because I, you know, I know, I know your price. So we'll we'll work things out. We can work now, it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you know, um, because I think it's so I think it's so fascinating because sometimes I think the makeup of our of our family dynamic, we're introducing something new. And with that being said, you mentioned that you had family that got to travel with you. What is one of the things and or things that you feel like your family is starting to understand about what you do and how you do it? So so it was my cousin who's like my sister and um, her husband and their daughter. They took her. Uh, my goddaughter to niece for her grad high school graduation. And my cousin sat in on some of the um, DNI sessions at Cannes. And so it finally clicked that, okay, she is, her job is to make the advertising industry more, uh, more diverse, more equitable. So it, it finally started to click. My goddaughter got it immediately. So um, that I, and, and she said that she would go back again this year and wanted to sit in on more sessions. So that was a very proud moment for me. Yeah, absolutely. Especially just to have that that overall, um, you know, interest there. And, um, you know, one thing that I do love about what you do is that not only are you an executive, but I feel like sometimes from an executive standpoint, um, some individuals don't like to get in the weeds. Maybe some of that is, of course, workload. We know that it's rather demand demanding, but I think that you are still there on the ground and also always educating yourself. 
Um, this is 2024, so we are in our, our, our big stages when it comes to years. Is there anything that's top of mind for you within the industry, whether it's related to your position or job or even just the industry at large that you're kind of saying, huh, we should probably pay a little bit more attention to this? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know for me personally, I want to learn more about how AI is, you know, going to affect the future of our industry. I am on the, you know, the DEIB side, but from a technical uh, lens, I, I want to understand how all of that works because I know that it is going to, or it already is, a major component of what we do. And I want to make sure, um, you know, future advertising leaders are knowing you know, knowing what, learning what they need to know, like the students, um, especially at the HBCUs, mm -hmm. because a lot of times they are not, uh, you know, they don't have formal advertising programs and they're not, you know, keeping, even in their advertising courses, they may not be abreast of some of the things that some of the other schools are. So I want to make sure they are, them and the faculty are keeping abreast of what's going on in the industry. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I agree. And I love that. I think everybody's keeping a close uh, a look on AI, especially from um, an equity, equity standpoint, just to kind of see, you know, are certain voices getting excluded from the conversation? How are they using the AI tool? I think that that's all very, very valid. Mm -hmm. um, I can only imagine the amount of people that you have either mentored and or hired or panels that you sat in. I think that it's hard to miss um, the, the ongoing um, uh, layoffs that are just happening across the country. We know a lot of that's due to reorg as well as uh, economic recovery, uh, which we naturally all face. And I think that it's uh, there's no right way or, you know, there's no there's never a good feeling about it, I think, because we know lives are being impacted. But as more people are starting to interview, if there were any, if there were any interview tips that you have found to kind of be the gold star of interview tips for our listeners, what would you recommend that they focus on? Um, knowing your company, researching your company, researching the person that's going to be interviewing you. Um, it's it's critical it is so vital i i've been i've had several interviews you'd be surprised at at uh at the lack of um the lack of knowledge about an organization and uh and i i always go back to my students because that's where you know my passion is so i want to make sure that they're prepared uh you know when they're interviewing and to you know make it very conversational it it's it's and and you're and i know this pretty much sounds cliche because i've heard it uh several times but you're also interviewing the company you have you want to make sure you're a fit because and i know it's it's it might be difficult as you mentioned with layoffs people are you know trying to get a job but you want to make sure you're a good fit for that company, for that company's culture, because ultimately, you know, it, if you're not, then it's not going to be good for you or that organization. 
Yeah, I agree. It'll be like trying to wear that busted shoe, you know, when you know that the shoe didn't fit on before you put it on, but you're still trying to still trying to walk a mile. So you exactly. got to be careful. Exactly. Careful I that. love that. I'm gonna use that. Uh, uh wait a minute. Now. Wait, hold on. I might have trademarked that one, Ayana. Don't uh, don't 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 be but using you my phone haven't now. yet. So. <laughs> You might uh, want to get on that. No, okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. We we've known each other. Yeah, we're you know we 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 we're in this. So yeah. Um. So I think everyone that comes on, you know, we call the show a dose of black joy and caffeine because you all are the joy, Ayana. You are a joy to so many people, whether that's family, friends, people in this industry. I mean. Even at whether it's industry events or tables, if you're not there, I'm sure somebody's going to probably ask or whisper whether you I don't know how much of that you enjoy, because sometimes there's work most likely related to it. But um, if you had to give our audience a dose of anything that at this moment in time, you kind of feel like the industry is lacking. And with most of our listeners being people in tech, marketing, DE&I, PR, comms in general, Black community, what would you like to give our audience a dose of? A dose of hope. A dose of hope. Um, you know, what we do, especially in the, the, the DIB um, community, it's not easy, but thank God for ad color. Thank God for ad color. I mean, it's, it's like a family reunion. Um, uh, what Tiffany has created is is nothing short of amazing. And this year, I pushed for our our CEO and the co-chair of FCB to attend. We had the most attendees from FCB ever this year. It was about 25 of us from Chicago to New York to Canada. And for it actually felt like the most uh, agency participant. I was saying I'm gonna get a lot of heat. I'll I'll take it, but uh oh, I, I'm I, it felt like the most agency participation. I I'll, will say I will say widen. My friends at widen. They they okay. I can see from their table. I was like, wow, it's a lot of them. But you know that, that that's my oh. widening peeps. But I yeah. will say we we did show up and my. CEO is constantly, we're in meetings. He's constantly talking about um, that experience at Ad Color. And we were able to bring in two of our uh, talents from Canada, which was also a first. And it's one thing for us to see, because we've been going for so many years, but for them to experience it is quite another, because they're the ones that, you know, they're at the top, they're, you know, everything comes from the top down and for him to really be pushing it and still talking about it and want us to show up um, even more so this year is, is that's, that was a pretty proud moment for me. Nice. So yeah, we'll take that too, though. Definitely a dose of hope. And, yep. you know, with that hope, being able to bring everyone else along so that they can see the vision and they could be a part of it, I think is um, definitely admirable for sure. You know, Ayana, I have to ask you this question um, based on your professional background, but also to, you know, working, you know, with you, whether that's really shortly on projects for, for ad, with Ad Color or even during your time at AAF, where it was, you know, it's because it's, it's, you're just, 
not only are you so much fun to work with, but you're also super, super smart. But my question is, I can only imagine the amount of people that you have had to work with, whether that is brands or companies or organizations or students. To that standpoint, how would you describe a great collaborator? Because I know that you've probably worked with individuals who may not have been. <laughs> and this is a dose of black joy and caffeine. So let's focus on the brighter end. But just right. kind of taking a step back, how would you describe a great collaborator? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I work with so many people. I, I just know for me personally, uh, the really great collaborations have been with people or organizations who were deeply committed to whatever it was that we were working on. Um, Everything's on the same page. Exactly, exactly. Now, you know, in terms of planning and logistics, they may operate a little bit differently than I do. Um, you know, coming from a, a newspaper background where that's a 24-hour operation and deadlines are it is what it is. That paper is going out tomorrow. Um, you know, not having that type of, you know, uh, urgency, it it used to drive me crazy. But now I'm like, yeah, you know, this this isn't uh, nobody's going to lose a limb or anything. So um, I, the answer to your question, I said I would say that being genuinely committed to what it is that uh, that we've been working on together. And I've been fortunate to have partners who have been so yeah i like what you said too about urgency i i i felt a shift with the urgency around 2020 i i myself personally think the pandemic had a lot to do with that because we could we couldn't even work the same way if we tried exactly <laughs> so i think that there's something there for sure Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned earlier, Ayana is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and we know at the heart of that organization is sisterhood. But taking a step um, back and, you know, I guess a way out of Del Delta Sigma mm -hmm. Theta, what role has sisterhood played for you in the industry professionally? Oh, my gosh. I have so many sisters um friends peers just throughout my you know my time at the Washington Post the New York Times um AAF FCB uh like I said when I go to Ad Color it's like a family reunion and those those women I mean they they lift you up they're talking about you when you're not in rooms that you don't even know. Like it's, I had someone um, say something really, really positive about me that I had no idea it was coming. I just saw it and it, it was very emotional because I was put in the same category as some of the, you know, people that I look up to. And I'm like, I'm just doing, I'm just doing my job. And again, trying to be of service, but it's, it's a blessing to be able to have that, ex to have the experience and to have the network that we have, because you know, the network, you're in the network, you're in the family. So. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And also too, it's, um, it's, it is big, but also I think spread out. You still see those dots where I think that's what's so great about when we could come together, you know, throughout the year. 
Um, you shared a ton of gems on the show, and um, I know that you also have the Ayana secret sauce. But for people that actually want to talk to you directly, what's the best way that they could get in contact with you? Hit me up on LinkedIn. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> that is it. Now, let me throw out this disclaimer, though, Ayana, because our podcast has grown, and I always say that the Guests that come on, they come on out of the goodness of their heart. So please do not expect, you know, 24-hour response from Ayana. She's very, very busy. I'm glad that she came on, but we want to give her grace. Um, so as we gear up for the year, you know, this is the month of February, and we have a long year ahead of us. What are you, Is there anything that you could share with us about things that you're working on and or things that are coming up? Oh, my gosh. Uh I still am relatively new to my role at FCB. So um, just putting together uh, or finalizing strategies for our North American and our uh, global offices, uh, just really getting into the weeds of that. And then, um, you know, getting ready for uh, events like uh, uh, the Advertising Hall of Fame and, and CAN and Again, Ad Color and the the Martha's Vineyard CDO Conf uh, Summit. Uh, I'm look, I'm always looking forward to that because you gain so much knowledge um, yeah. from those conferences. So I'm really looking forward to that. But as far from in terms of what I'm doing, again, it's just driving that strategy uh, towards enhancing uh, our DNI initiative at, at FCB. Yeah. We're ex I'm excited for you. I, I can't, I, you know, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited for you, Ayana. I think you, yeah, I think you deserve it. Um, everything that's coming your way and, you know, especially just like everything that you're working on. Because I, I know that, I know how hard you work and you put your heart into it, uh, which kudos to you. I think I could use more. I Believe it or not, I put my heart into things, but I also know what. Okay, yeah, please, I, I could draw from you. Are you kidding me? You sound wild right now, I do. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I can. You know, sometimes I have to ask myself what's going on, you know? so Well, I mean, I believe we all have to do that. We all do. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Any final words before you get out of here? Um, my, I could, this could go on forever. I want to talk about so much, but um, Ooh. again, thank you for having me. And uh, I just... I'm looking forward to uh, to how I can affect change within our agency and also by extension through the programs that we support, um, especially again for students. Um, and then also just how I can learn more. Like I said, I need to understand how AI is working in the tools and and how it's gonna gonna you know change the future of advertising. Mm -hmm. I wish I had something more clever and impactful to say. I do. Oh, please. You already have. Everything has been. But I do have one final question for you. I know mm -hmm. that earlier you had mentioned um, for people that are, um, I guess, in the state of whether that is job hunting, mm -hmm. like, you know, they're interviewing companies as much as the companies are interviewing them. I don't think that there's any exact wording that you can give here, but at least what advice would you give to someone if they do want to find out from a diversity, equity, 
um, belonging, which I'm learning is new and inclusion um, standpoint that they ask the company when it comes to that. Um, because I think that, you know, you can go through the interview process asking so many questions, but how do you ask for that information from the company to, to like learn more and get more insight to make the decision on whether or not that's the place for you? Mm -hmm. Well, some companies actually do publish their um, diversity number. So, you know, when you're doing a res your research about the company, you can look, you can look that up. Um, mm -hmm. But if you can't find it, you may want to start by asking if they have any uh, affinity groups, like an employee resource group or uh, or um, a business resource group, just to get a sense of, okay, what what might they be doing in terms of inclusion and and focusing on their um, their diverse population? I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think that that's a, definitely a good place to start. I know yeah. for me, I personally, uh, for the listeners out there, I, I, I got to go to the board page. I think that that's very telling. You know, sometimes it's not what we want it to be, but I think um, it is helpful for me just to kind of see that. So I appreciate that. You mm -hmm. are right. We definitely need a part two. We will have a part two. But um, I'm certainly excited about this episode. And listeners, I encourage you all to follow her on LinkedIn. But with that being said, we have reached the end of the podcast. As always, stay safe, drink a ton of water, and remember that you deserve a dose of black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I am a do. Bye. Thank you.